Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, my friend. My name's Sean, and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that with meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on a path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. Everybody. Welcome to Kirsty and Brownie's Comfort Zone. I am Kirsty. And I, you sound like a robot. I'm I Kirsty. am Brownie. <laughs> Running podcast.exe. Beep boop. Beep boop. <laughs> podcast.exe has crashed. I have had electric dreams <laughs> of sheep. I forgot the quote. <laughs> Do you? Android's Dream of Electric Sheep is the title of this, I was going to say video essay, podcast essay, audio essay. essay. Uh, As you can see from all these wonderful graphs we've made, we prove our point very well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're very smart and science. I am so science right now. So, like this science is popping off. Never science so hard in my life. I bet you can science a little bit more. Go on, squeeze a bit more science out. Oh God, um, (laughs) the the electrons. (gasps) Whoa! Only God had done it. Slow clap. (laughs) (laughs) I'm standing up. I was about to say, I was about to say, chlamydia is the powerhouse of the cell. (laughs) (laughs) She's cracked it. Oh, what? (laughs) Science. Science. I feel like I've been doing science recently because I (laughs) I now have to clean things with bleach. That's science, right? That's pretty science-y, yeah. It's because I have to use syringes to measure it out, and uh, that feels quite science. Oh, is this for bunny medicine? No, no, this is for... Okay, so they tested for this thing. For people who don't know, there's a thing that bunnies can get called E. caniculi, and it's horrible. And the only things that have been found to kill the bacteria, which it comes out in their wee, um, one of them is bleach. Uh, another is formaldehyde, which weirdly, I don't just have lying around mm. the house very often. And there's another one, but I can't think what it is. So... um so yeah, oh my gosh, every day using this bleach. I'm so paranoid about it because I read this thing stupidly after I poured bleach everywhere. I right. read this thing that was like, how dangerous is bleach? Oh. And um, it was like, when mixed with ammonia, 
uh, it oh. can result in chloroform. And I was like, ammonia, isn't that what we is? <laughs> That's what we is. <laughs> I was like, have, uh, I just, have I just chloroformed myself? Alex is going to come down and I'm just going to be lying on the kitchen floor with a litter tray just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But, um, he was like, you do realise that people use bleach to clean things every yeah, day. literally I use bleach fine. all the time. <laughs> bleach is great. It's, it's, just, it's so good at cleaning. It's, it's, just, it's just, just so good. So yeah, I now have to go through this thing every night where... I like empty out the litter tray and then I bleach it for 10 minutes and then I wash that away and then I cover that with vinegar and then I clean that away and then oh, oh my, my gosh it's God. just meanwhile the bunnies just freely pee and poo where the litter tray has just been so then I have to go and clean that up and it just becomes oh this my ongoing God. cycle <laughs> why don't you have two I'm litter trays though. that you can cycle through I was thinking this because I bought like a couple of years ago, I splashed out and I bought this really expensive litter tray because it's like it's got a low side because Jerry baby is getting a little bit older now. Um, so it's got one low side so that he can get in. It's twice the size of a normal litter tray because so, they like to poo together because that's yeah. romantic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, classic last line. I was like, I'm going to splash out on this litter tray because it's the last litter tray I will ever need to buy so I can spend Ugh. a bit more on it. And now I'm like, actually, I need a second one, please. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I will get another one. But I'm just a bit like, Ugh. but maybe I could get another color because it does come in quite a cute pastel purple. Not that they mind when Ooh. they're peeing all over it, but it'll look nice for me. That would be nice. It's like Tav's litter tray. I bought him a nice pastel pink one. Oh, he, he doesn't really care. He just gets poo all over it. Can but, but it looks nice. Can cats see? How do cats see color? Not that we can ever really know. I but no, actually, let me Google it. Let me Google I saw this thing the you. other day that was like a dog vision filter, um, and it supposedly makes you see how dogs see. And it was saying like, don't get green toys for your dogs because they just blend in. Oh. Like dogs can't really tell this like green. Or oh, was it red? I think it was red. <laughs> it was either green or red, but they were like, <laughs> don't play fetch. Well, it wouldn't be green because te- dogs use tennis balls all the time, right? Oh, that's true. It must have been red because I guess the red blends with the green in their vision, right? which I guess is like the standard colorblind, isn't it? Yeah. Like red and green. Um, so yeah, it was like, don't play fetch with red. Because it like it's impossible to see. Like I, they basically used this filter, and then they threw a red thing, and they were like, "Can you see where it went?" No, neither can your dog. Don't play with red. <laughs> I feel on. like I feel like dogs wouldn't care, and they would overcome it. You know, they'd be like, "Oh, that's hard to see, but I don't care. I can smell it. I can hear." I it. think it depends on the dog because the other day I was looking after Mochi, and. I guess because I'm used to, like, I've played with a lot of dogs in my time and I'm used to, you know, like, I can throw a toy and you'll be like, where's the toy? Like, a lot of my friends have spaniels, so Mm. I'm used to, like, or like cockapoos, which I guess have the spaniel. And Pooh is very clever as well, so that's a good mix. True. Um, But with Mochi, I was like, I'm going to throw this toy for her to catch. And it just full on hit her in the face and she didn't react. I was like, well, now I just feel bad. (laughs) All I've done is just throw something at you. Oh, 
she's still really happy. Like it was so sweet. Every time we went out on a walk without fail, she would annoy another dog. She wouldn't mean to. She's just very like, are we friends? We're friends. Like she gets in their face and she doesn't just because she's so like has so much love to give. And obviously a lot of dogs would then be like, like baring teeth and snapping and they would react in like a bad way but without fail every time Marchie would leave and she'd be like really happy like little jaunty walk tail wagging like I made a friend today (laughs) I'm just like oh dear sweet girl she's honestly she's just like oh I love her so much (laughs) what a baby I just love the fact that she's like today is a good day I'm like are you okay and she's like la 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 So apparently cats can see colour, but it's a quite a muted spectrum of colours. Oh. Um, so it's kind of similar to dogs in a, in a, in yeah. a way. Huh. Yeah. What does a cat's vision look like? I wonder how they tell these things. Because with bunnies, I don't know, like, colours-wise, but they're... Um, they can't focus on things very close up because obviously being prey animals, it helps to see things further away. Yeah. Um, so occasionally if I'm sat in the other room and one of the bunnies is just staring at me, I'm wondering if they're going like, that's what you look like. <laughs> just like, what the heck? Like, Who this the is heck what my is big blurry friend <laughs> suddenly like, oh, <laughs> come closer Aww. so I can't see you. <laughs> It's like um, rats. Uh, when I had rats, like they have terrible vision. Like they sort of just rely on their on their smelling and their hearing and their little whiskers. Uh, yeah. and, and when a lot of rats, especially pink-eyed rats or red-eyed rats, they sit there and when they're sort of staring out into space, you can see them swaying their head because it makes them get a better like oh. view of their surroundings. So they just sit there and they sway. Well, it's really cute. Rats don't rats do the like up and down head thing because it helps them judge distances. Don't they have like a like a, almost like a bifocal Maybe. vision where they're like they can tell depth of field, but they have to be like looking at it from different angles. And they're like, oh, it's over there. Probably it's sort of like me when I play games. To be fair. <laughs> That's so many right. times in like Breath of the Wild, I jump off something and I'm like, oh, that is a lot further than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should, should just be like, a, be like rats. a rat. Yeah. Yeah. Just look up and down. Oh, I love rats. I love rats. I had a message from the rescue that we adopted Squeak and fostered Julietta through the other day. And they were like, are you still up for fostering hamsters? And I was like, yeah. And then ever since then, I've been like, are they just updating their list or do they have a baby for me? And I'm just sat there like, should I message and be like, so baby? Baby? Any babies? babies? (laughs) I get the feeling that they were probably just like, oh, we're just seeing who's, because it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. You should ask if they have any rats. I would love to look after rats. I love rats so much. And then I would come and live with you. <laughs> this is like the how 
like things build up like that episode of the simpsons where it's like we got rats so we got snakes and then to get rid of the snakes we had to get cats and then we got an end like a gorilla but it's the opposite of that it's like i tried to lure in a rat with cheese and then i used the rat to lure in the kirsty <laughs> <laughs> and then with that i get the rhythian yes. <laughs> Perfect. my collection grows only good things can come from rats <laughs> Just put like a little rat under a cardboard box propped up with a stick and I'm like, any any Kirsties around? That would catch me. That would absolutely catch me. <laughs> I would be in there. Boopy. I when I was little, yeah. I was in I used to play trombone and I was in a wind band and the conductor of the wind band he had rats and he used to just turn up and he would have them on his shoulder Aww. he would just like conduct this music oh my god with a little rat just sat on his shoulder and then he'd Aww. go home we used to call him rat man to the point where i can't remember what his actual name was <laughs> oh my god that's amazing oh yeah. they're such good babies oh. i was thinking back to that the other day and i was like did they just sit on his shoulder when he like drove in and stuff? Like, how did he actually yeah, probably. transport them? <laughs> probably. Like, yeah, I I had a few rats who liked to sit in the the hood of my hoodie. Um, Aww. And they 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 find their little spaces that they like to be in. Like, I had one who uh, would go in. You know, like when you have a bedside cabinet and it's got three drawers, and under the bottom drawer there's like a gap. Yeah. Um, I had one who would live in that little gap. So I just put loads of blankets there and she would go and sleep there every day. Um, I had one who used to go under my pillow on my bed and just go to bed there. (laughs) I remember one time she was snoozing and she was completely out of it. Like she was so deep in sleep. And I went over there to wake her up and I laid down on the bed and she climbed on my back and did the biggest piss I've ever seen a rat do <laughs> in my life. And I was just like, okay, that's what I get for waking you up, I guess. <laughs> oh my God. How are rats with, um, like a lot of the time when you have like mice or hamsters, they will, well, actually, no, to be fair, I never had it with hamsters, but my friend's hamster used to do it. But, um, when they will just walk along and just leave like a little poop trail, like they just sort of do it as they go. Do rats do that? Rats, or are they quite? They don't do it with poop so much. Um, my rats generally were litter trained. Yeah, for, for poop anyway. Um, but they do do it with we uh, because they scent mark. Ah. So they'll they'll be walking along and they might do like a little tiny trickle of we. Um, but you get used to it. Yeah, <laughs> you get used to it. But yeah, no, they they were pretty much litter trained. So I litter trained one of like my earlier groups of rats. Um, And then every time I would get a new rat, they would just learn from the others. So all of my rats ended up being litter trained for the most part. I mean, it wasn't perfect. Like you'd get like a hammock that they really enjoyed pooping in. But yeah, they, they generally stuck to the same place. And they had like a little triangle litter tray in the corner of their cage. And they would always go in there. And they were very good. Oh, very sweet babies, very clever. Like Julietta was litter trained. She just she has I this do. little like a ceramic um triangle dish that I put in one of her hides and she would just always pee and poop in there. Aww. It was really easy to clean out. She was 
And she just like she was like that when she came to me. She was already yeah, very smart. They're so smart. I love them. Oh, Whereas my little mouse, her. he would just run around and poop all the time. <laughs> it just it just be sat in your hand, and then he'd leave, and then you'd be like, oh, oh dear, it is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the worst thing is when like one of them is sleeping in your hood and then they get up and they leave and you look and there's just a little poo in there. It's like, ah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> My little um, Genevieve, our first bunny, she was like, oh, she was such a little old lady. But she would, because um, she had like a respiratory thing, but she would sneeze. And then because she had her little old lady bladder, she'd just leave like a tiny wee when she sneezed. Oh. Which is just like me now, to be fair. Oh, baby. <laughs> which is why like when we moved to this house, we were like, oh, should we get carpets put in? And then we were like, no, we should, no. We should stick with rugs. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot Not easier. with bunnies. Yeah. Yeah. I God, my rats, when I lived at my parents' house... Uh, I had to get a new carpet in my bedroom because of the rats, and we went to the like the carpet shop, and my parents were like, "We're getting the cheapest, shittest carpet," oh. <laughs> because they're just gonna piss on it and eat it. And I was like, "Okay," and the rats will as well. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, oh dear, oh dear, so little babies. The amount of things my rats just absolutely destroyed was hilarious, honestly. Yeah, they they are like quite a force of a... They are. They're little teeth. They they do a lot of damage. Yeah. One time I had one of them in a cage, like a small cage, to do introductions. And it was by my wardrobe and I had my work jacket hung up on my wardrobe. And they managed to pull the arm in and eat it up to the elbow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And another time I was cleaning out the main cage and they'd made a nest at the very top and I looked in it and they had a photo of my mum that they'd stolen from my pin board. (laughs) (laughs) And I think maybe a watch as well. I was just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) They also ate two headsets and a razor mouse and a lot of phone charges (laughs) <laughs> a lot of bed sheets, carpet, uh, curtains. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's yeah. like with the bunnies, like when people say to me like, oh, how do you, like, uh, how do you protect your possessions against the bunnies when you have them free roaming and stuff? And I I'm don't. just like, you just let go of yeah. earthly possessions. Exactly. Really. You just learn to accept it. This is why we can't have nice things. Because we have rats and bunnies. Because we have the best things. We have the best <laughs> things. We forego the nice things for the nicer things. Yeah. And the bunnies were just like, the other day, Fionn just marched over to a bit of the wall and started chewing on it. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, All right. Right. That's just that's cool. just you, I guess. You do you. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh God, that just reminded me. I used to have like textured wallpaper in my bedroom at my parents' house, like the really old fashioned, just textured. It had like the little, um, I don't know what they're called, but it's like a little crest that's like three feathers. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it was like that on the wallpaper, like repeated. And the rats loved eating those. <laughs> <laughs> like they could only really reach the ones that were on my bed. Um, so all of the the wall next to my bed just had these big holes in the wallpaper. Oh, 
Because <laughs> they would just jump up there and be like, right, time to chow down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Little my God. Cuties. I miss my babies. I love them. Get more babies. More babies. The problem is I've got no one to look after them here. You just have to move to Bristol and become a rat queen. That's the dream. <laughs> the dream. Yeah. Get Rithian in too. Rithian can babysit them. Yeah. Get a place together in Bristol okay. and then add a rat every week until he notices. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> You could start off by, um, I think Ped has had a rat for like months now. True. Start I'll with just that, adopt that. that one. He's got a collection in the making. <laughs> Whenever people are like, I have a rat in my house, I'm like, ugh, lucky. <laughs> Send him my way. <laughs> a little free friend. A little friend. A little baby. You didn't have to pay for it. Oh my God. It's like kind of... We used to get slugs in our kitchen. They never came back, but just for one winter, every day you'd come down and there'd be a slug in the kitchen. We had no idea how they were getting in or how they got out again, but they would just be there and we're like, okay. And then this lady at work, really stressed, came over to me one day and she was like, I've got slugs and I've done everything I can to get rid of them. How did you, I've heard you had them as well. Like, how did you get rid of them? What did you do? And I was just like... Uh, sometimes I feed them little bits of lettuce if I'm making a sandwich. <laughs> I showed them lots of kindness and then they never came back. <laughs> so I tried to befriend them, I guess. Just reverse oh, so psychology. Just like, yeah. I just became overbearing for the slugs, I guess. Oh, this is far too much. But I just used to just make little them. videos of them eating because it's so cute, their little munchy faces. <laughs> And then they stopped. I don't know. Don't know why. Found somewhere else. Probably all in her kitchen now. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <sighs> oh my god. Speaking well, of small animals. Yes. Before we get onto your dreams, and before my one falls out of my brain because I didn't record oh, it. Yeah. I had a dream last night about animals. Oh. Yeah. It was only a very very small one, but yeah. there was a lady. And she was trying to, like, wrangle her dog. But the dog was very tiny and pink. Um, Aww. Like, literally, like... Like, Nazi stuck. Like, Nazi stuck, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She was, like, hamster-sized, this dog. Um, And she didn't want to pick her up. She was, like, just trying to lead her into a room. And I was like, just pick her up. Like, she's fine. She's friendly. She was very, like, she was just running around having a lovely time. Yeah. So I was like, just pick her up like this. And I taught her how to pick her up like a rat, like, with two hands. Um, and we brought her into the into the room, and then in this other room, there were tons of bunnies, chinchillas, and guinea pigs. Um, like they were running around in this big pen, and this lady was trying to sort them into like enclosures. Um, so I was picking them up and handing her them one by one. I started with the guinea pigs. And I handed them over, and they were making the little guinea pig noises. And I was like, oh, I love the noises they make. <laughs> and this lady, she was very sort of, not stuck up, but she was quite posh. And she was very, like, matter-of-fact about what she was doing. And when yeah. I started handing her the chinchillas, I got chinchillas and guinea pigs mixed up in my brain and was like, are you going to put the chinchillas in with the bunnies? And she was like, no. 
no, of course I'm not. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, I, sorry, I didn't mean that. I meant guinea pigs. But also, you shouldn't keep guinea pigs with buddies. That's bad. <laughs> and she's like, yes, that is right. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And yeah, so I just kept handing her all of these these, these baby animals. And then Aww. once all the animals were out of the way, there were like tools and stuff, like little toolkits, like drills and things. And the walls around the room that she was putting these animals had like all little hooks on to to store like drills and drill bits and little cases with stuff in. Almost like my dad's shed. Yeah. And so then like three of us were just looking for where each tool had to go. And that was kind of it. That was, that was, that's all I remember. Uh, But that happened. But the guinea pigs were very cute. There's actually an entry in the book for baby animals. Oh! Uh, It says, The dreamer will be dealing with the childlike side of his or her personality, or possibly children known to them. So, is there anything... Have you regressed at all recently? Oh, constantly. Yay! (laughs) I am a child. I never regressed in the first place. Exactly. (laughs) Um... But yeah, I wonder if there's anything under pink. Oh, maybe. Yeah, they were a tiny little pink dog, and they did have a name, but I can't remember it. Uh... I cannot remember it for the life. Hey, all. I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. With me. Oh, magenta. I guess that's sort of. Ooh. I think that's the closest to pink in here. Uh, this is in some ways a color which links both physical and spiritual. It signifies relinquishment, selflessness, perfection, and meditative practice. Oh. Okay. So I guess you were being quite. Um, Selfless in helping this lady with her little pink dog. I guess so. <laughs> and you're being perfectionist in sorting the baby animals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. My gosh. yeah. You've reminded um, me. Did I tell you about my um, terrifying dream that I had about the, the field cutting through a field? No. I, I didn't so. record it because was it shook me up at the time but basically i can't remember the first part of the dream i had been somewhere and i think the reason i didn't record it is because something sad had happened at the beginning but i can't remember what it was because then i was walking home from whatever that was and i was like oh i'll just cut through this field it was like a field and it had one tree in it and i was like i wasn't i was like so uh, preoccupied with what had happened in the dream before that I didn't pay attention. I was like, I'll just walk through this field. All of a sudden I look up, there's a velociraptor oh my staring God. at me in the field. And I'm like, oh. And it was only like 10 feet away. 
And I was like, oh dear, I just have to like try and jump out through the fence <laughs> because a small wooden fence is going to stop a velociraptor. But I was like, I'll just try and jump out of the field again. And I look across and all over the fence on along the top is these like stitched together like Frankenstein fleshy horse heads that have what? these massive teeth and they're all like moving and creepy and then along the front panel of the fence was just mouths like fleshy mouths that had been what? stitched in and I was like there's no room in the fence that I can get through so then I was like okay I'm just I can see like one bit of fence that's clear so I'm just gonna run towards that the velociraptor runs at me and the first thing I do is I grab its face, I hold its mouth open in front of one of the terrifying horse beasts and the horse beast sticks its entire face down into its mouth and starts eating its throat. What? I know. And then I just ran and I tried to like jump through the fence and I couldn't quite get through and I tried to run back to like the sty to try and like get over there. And it was just like, oh my gosh, it was... Wait, is it sty or style? <laughs> Style. style yeah style <laughs> um oh yeah style's what you get in your eye yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i was just like running and i went to try and get over there and then like the shock of running and trying to get over like woke me up and i was just like what the heck why Ooh. is that in my head that, that is terrifying. insane that's really terrifying it reminds me of the time that i got chased by bulls or cows oh, it wouldn't have been a field of bulls i guess it would have been a field of cows Got chased by cows on my Duke of Edinburgh award, and we had to run to a nearby fence and hop it. Jeez. There weren't any terrifying horse heads, though. No, I just like what. What could even? What could even? That what be could even mean? Why? I don't know. That is just, <laughs> that is. I cannot help you with that one. That is. That is a dream. The 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 very dreamy. Wow. Oh, the, there's actually like quite a long entry for dinosaur. Oh, okay. Uh, when we dream of monsters or prehistoric animals, we are touching into very basic images which have the power to frighten and amaze. Because they are considered to be so large, we need to be aware of whether it is their size or their power which is frightening. I mean, the velociraptor was like my height. So it wasn't that it was like huge. It was just the power of it, I guess. Um, yeah. It says, urges as basic as this can threaten our existence by either their size or their power. Uh, we are touching into an archaic or outmoded part of ourselves, remembering that the dinosaur is extinct and that for most people they are perceived as fossils, such as a dream can recognize the part of ourselves which has become set in stone. I don't think any of what happened is pretty set in stone in my life. No. I feel like it's, it was pretty out there. <laughs> It was, um, yeah. <laughs> it also says we all have within us a chaotic past, which has been a huge part of our lives. Spiritual progress dictates that we understand this part can be changed and our present selves can grow from that ability to change. Old standards have to break down. So which part of my life is the Frankenstein horse heads and the uh, dinosaur? Because <laughs> I'd like to change that part if it's okay. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> good question <laughs> it's just like i can't even think like i don't really watch like horror films or anything 
So there's nothing that I could have seen in a movie that would be like that. Um, So I, yeah, I just, it was just so out of nowhere. And it made me feel very weird that day. I was like, why? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, geez, that I can see why. That is, <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, oh, I wonder if Field is in the book. Maybe. Field dinosaur. That's just, uh, that's a very like, I think that's probably like the closest thing to a nightmare you've had that you've brought to the podcast. You yeah. probably had some spooky ones that you didn't bring, but... I like the fact that that was the bit of the dream that I... It wasn't that... Like, I don't remember what happened in the first part that I was like, no, 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 I can't record that. But the second part... <laughs> that's fine. So goodness knows what happened first. Oh, it says, when we dream that we are in a field, we are actually looking at our field of activity, what we are doing in everyday life. It may also be a play on words in that it is to do with the feeling state and is to do with the freedom from social pressure. Is the Velociraptor social pressure? Well, you made a horse eat its throat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm winning? (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like you're winning. I can't think what to look up for like... Frankenstein stitched together zombie horse. I guess I could just look up horse uh, and see if that, because I reckon horses. Oh, see animals. Aminals. Aminals. Cannot see animals. What are you on about? That's a seahorse. Oh my God. <laughs> Silly book. Oh. In animals, it says prehistoric animals, a trauma from the past or from childhood may be causing difficulty. Ah. See, we have looked at dinosaurs before on the podcast, right? And we've said like a lot of people when they're kids, they dream about like dinosaurs chasing them. A lot of the guests we've had have said that, right? Yeah, because I guess they are like, you learn about them as a kid and they seem big and scary and they're like, I guess you don't have like a standard bad guy sort of thing so it's just dinosaurs (laughs) always has been uh oh my gosh there's so many sections for horse a white horse a brown horse a black horse a pale horse a winged horse under strain or dying (laughs) that's uh Hmm. probably the closest one in a man's dream a mare in a woman's dream being kicked by a horse wait why do we get kicked what the heck (laughs) What the freak? A horse that can get through any door and batter down all obstacles. How specific? Ah. Well, there you go. That's interesting. There's a lot of different horses. What about a horse that turns into a motorbike? That turns into Chris Trot? It says you're very wise and noble. (laughs) And and handsome. (laughs) The horse in a dream represents the energy at the dreamer's disposal. I can't think of anything that I've recently been thinking about from my childhood, I don't think. Uh, I guess you've been thinking about going home for Christmas. Yeah. But I don't know why that would translate to... (laughs) 
mutilated horses and velociraptors. (laughs) (laughs) Very bizarre. It was just spoopy. I mean... Yeah, it sounds it. I think... I wonder if it's like... So the only thing I can think of recently is that I've been having a lot of trouble relaxing because I've got that thing where anytime I spend in quotation marks relaxing, it's actually just time I'm spending feeling guilty that I'm not doing something else. So I wonder if like the field was me being like, oh, I'm going to go into this nice lovely field and I'm going to stroll through and it's going to be all pretty and there's a wonderful tree and then the velociraptor and the terrifying horse beasts were like were work and responsibilities that are like no you must face us you should be dealing with us why are you trying to enjoy your time in the field I wonder if it was just that (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take your word for it and the horse heads were chat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's why it was just mouths along the fence. Oh, because it's just them it. chatting. Chatting. <laughs> it's just thousands of mouths going, No, you don't want to fight a dinosaur that way. Why did you do that? No, why you should have done using, this. Why are you using that sword? You should be using the, the blah 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 flaming sword from the, the, the den of the, the blah blah blah. Chat sticky. (laughs) Uh, I feel like we can solve any dream by just saying it's chat. It's chat's fault. It's chat. Dinosaur, chat. Horse head, chat. Tree, chat. Chat. (laughs) Field, chat. All the chat. Yeah. Solved it. Bam. All the tiny baby animals, chat. Chat. Um, would you like to hear, hopefully, a nicer dream yeah. uh, that I had on the 1st of October, the change of the month? Oh, lovely. I have no memory of what this is. I hope it's not terrifying. Let's do it. Okay. Three, two, one, go. I had this dream that... Oh my gosh, I'm so wheezy. <laughs> I had this dream that I was um, like an actor. I think I was like starring in this TV show um, and Tom Bates was also in it. And we got to like the finale scene and I just kept on getting it wrong. Like everyone was waiting for me to say my line. Tom did his perfectly. And then I looked down and the weird thing about this dream was I could actually read the words. Like I remember seeing the words on the page and I kept reading them out and I was like, this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So I was just reading out random things. And then I suddenly clicked that what I was reading was the stage directions, not my lines. So I was like, oh my gosh, no, I... I, I know exactly what I'm meant to be saying. Can we go again? And they were like, no, 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 that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Pack it down, everyone. And I was like, but it's literally not going to make any sense. Like I didn't say any of the things I was meant to say for the scene. Um, And yeah, and I was just really like, are they going to ask us to come back and do reshoots? Are they just going to put it out like it is? And I'm just going to look really weird. Um, But yeah, it was just like, 
it, I, I don't know, there was just something very odd about being able to see the actual words. And I was meant to be saying, maybe I was actually playing Tom's mum, now I think about it. I think it was something about Tom was task boy and he'd finished task box and gone home to his mum. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, uh, the end. Bye-bye. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Tom's mum. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, when did Taskbox come out? Oh. Because I feel the... like this is a, oh my God, Taskbox is coming out and I'm panicking kind of dream. I think it was already out by this point. Was it? Let's have a look at the day. Okay, mm. Did it come out in September? So this was the 1st of October. It came out two weeks ago. Oh, oh no! In that case, yeah, you are you it, are right. It, yeah, it came out. It well, YouTube just says two weeks ago. It doesn't say an actual date for some reason. Yeah. So, oh, there you go, twenty ninth September. So it was the end. It was like the, you had this dream a couple of days after Taskbox was released. Ah. So I, I think around that time you were like worrying about what people would think, right? Yeah. Like, about how you did and stuff like that. So. It makes sense that Tom would appear in your dream. Yeah, especially as, like, specifically Task Boy. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess, like, the whole thing of, like, being his mum probably is more like birthing a project rather than actually, (laughs) I guess, like, being a mothering of something rather than actually being a mum sort of thing. But yeah, 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 yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it was like, and I guess like the whole thing about wondering if there'd be reshoots was probably once you've done things like that, like any sort of like puzzle or that sort of thing where you're thinking like, oh, well, if I was going to do it again, I'd do this or I'd do this. I guess it was probably just me thinking like, oh, I wish I had said this or I wish I had done this differently. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like with like something like Taskbox as well. Um, you I think you would come away from it and be like, oh, I should have done this. Especially after the live recording. Yeah. Like you'd be like, oh, they did that. That's such a good idea. I should have done that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like as soon as there is a time restraint, just any sort of like logical thinking just goes out the window. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I find that I watch it and I'm like, yeah, I would do this, I think. I think I would do this for this task and this, this, this. But if I was, like, given half an hour to do it, I'd be like, ah! Yeah, even if, like, I think one of them was an hour, but which is a long time, really. But, but even then you're like, oh, my gosh, panic. What the heck? It's like the bit where... um. I think I told you this before. There's a bit where I I write out a questionnaire for Tom to fill out with full answers. And I did tick boxes. And he's like, do you want me to write in the boxes? And after the task box viewing, uh, someone from the office came up to me and they were like, oh, that bit where you did the the tick boxes was so funny. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I just wasn't thinking. And they were like, oh, I thought it was a bit like you were pretending to be dumb. I was like, no. (laughs) No, I no, just, I just did that's that. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, 
is just how I am. But you just, yeah, it's like that sort of, it's like there are times when I'll be playing a game on stream and I'll do something that, because you're like, your attention is so uh, sort of diluted between so many different things. And then I'll be playing the game off stream and I'm like, oh yeah, that thing is actually really obvious. It's right there. Yeah. But when I'm streaming it, I'm like, does anyone know the button for this? And they're like, it literally says press X to do this. I'm like, oh yep, yeah, sorry. Yep, yep. <laughs> I find that when I was playing um, Final Fantasy VIII with Rhythian, like whenever you're in a menu and you hover over an item or something in pretty much all Final Fantasy games, really, like it will have like the little tooltip at the top of the screen telling you what the item does. Yeah. And every time he would be in a menu in eight or something like that, I'd be like, what is that? What does that do? And he's like, it literally says it there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. He's like, it's in the middle of the screen. I'm like, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I can't see when I'm streaming. I'm blind. You just get such blinkers on. It's like I get the thing of I get so worried about reading something out correctly that I don't listen to what I'm saying. And I'll yeah. read out a thing that will be like, oh, yes, they must have run into the forest and then she dropped her shoe. We should find the shoe around the back of this house. I'll be like, okay. And then I'll, I'll be like, okay, good. I read it. And I'll be like, right, okay, what do I do? What? And they're like, you just said what you have to do. I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I just sort of go like, yes, I, I nailed that reading. <laughs> yeah, I do that. I do that. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Streaming's hard. But it, it makes me so happy when people try streaming for the first time and they're like, oh, it's really difficult to like say stuff and pay attention to the game and do this. I'm just like, like thank, thank you. you. Validation. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, no, I think this was a... Brady is scared about people watching Taskbox stream. Yeah. For I was sure. trying to think, like, in my mind, the setting of this dream was sort of like 1920s style film set. But I think that's just because I'm trying to think when Alex and I started rewatching, well, watching on his part and rewatching for me, because uh, we're watching through all of Poirot now. And I'm like, had we started doing it then? Or was it just because I was so excited at the thought that we were going to that it was in that setting? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I really want to watch through Proro. I've been oh, meaning to should. do it for we a really long time. We should do a watch along podcast. Podcast, called yeah. Hercule Poirot. Perfect. It is just so good. Alex was like, "How many episodes have you seen of it?" And I was like, "I don't know because you just sort of like watch it." Yeah randomly when it's on tv like i i you know, it's not like it's got this overarching story that you watch and follow his like progress <laughs> you just pick it up every now and then mm -hmm. i was like it's more i couldn't tell you anything that happens in episodes it's just about the vibe literally yeah like it's completely different but remember when i had my big ncis binge yeah uh, i watched like 18 seasons of ncis if, if somebody came up to me and said, what happens in an episode? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have no idea. It's just like a cozy blanket. You just watch it. I'm happy to be here. Exactly. A crime happens. They go and investigate the crime. They solve the crime. And that's it. And then you watch the next one and you're like, oh my God, a crime happened. Who could have foreseen this? They better go investigate. Oh, they solved the crime. I love that in Poirot, there's like the chief inspector. And despite the fact that Poirot literally has like an 100% win rate, the chief inspector is still like a sassy little bitch. Every time he sees him, he's like, um, uh, you might have the brains, Poirot, but, uh, you know, we've got the sheer determination and we know this is a case closed. We know what happened. And he's always wrong, but he just he comes in so ballsy. I'm just like, I admire that. He believes in himself. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. You're wrong, but good for you. <laughs> and I was explaining to Alex, I was like, basically, anytime Hastings thinks someone did it, they never did it. <laughs> he was like, is he always wrong? I was like, yeah, yep. He'll oh always be God. like, oh, dash it, Poirot. I, I think it must be this guy. What a this darndest thing. He's like, ah, Hastings, you twat. Hastings, <laughs> <laughs> you twat. <laughs> it's like in the... Um, well, we we watched the uh, the seventies Murder on the Orient Express movie, um, me and Ridian and a couple of other people on Discord the other day, and yeah, there's a scene where he keeps getting like he gets everybody in one at a time to interrogate them or to interview them, and every time they leave the room, the other guy that's doing the uh, like the the interviews with him is like, yeah, they did it, yeah, it was them. And then the next one comes in and then they leave and he's like, yeah, 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 they did it. <laughs> it, it they did that. It was definitely them. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun little movie. It was a fun little movie. Did you say it was the 1974 one that you saw? I believe so. So it wasn't David Suchet. And it wasn't um, uh, the no, new one no. with Kenneth Branagh. No, no, no. It was... Alex keeps on... This is how we started watching it because Alex was like oh, do you want to watch the film? And I'm just like, not my Poirot. <laughs> and he was like, what is so good about this David Suchet Poirot? And I was like, you will have to watch you it. You have to watch. It and was started, like, I don't know what he thought it was going to be like, but in the first episode, he was like, it's so silly. It's just so goofy. And I'm like, yeah, this is why it's amazing. I think he thought maybe it was like a really serious thing. And I'm just like, no, everyone is a stereotype and it's great. <laughs> oh, I want to watch it so bad. So the 70s Poirot was Albert Finney, who's English. Ah, um, okay. And he is, I know he's supposed to be Belgian, question mark? Yeah. But in this movie, he is just aggressively French. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can tell that it's an English guy putting on a terrible French accent. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it's so, like, stereotypical. <laughs> But it's really good. And the scene where, where he like, because I, I, you know, a lot of people know what happens in it, even if they've never seen Murder, Murder on the Orient Express. But yeah. the, the scene at the end where like he goes through, uh, like he gets everyone into the same room and goes through like every single person and stuff. That was a really good scene. And it, it was like a really long scene, obviously, but it was just like, you're sitting there like, oh yeah, what about that one? Who is you going to talk to next? Oh. And it was, yeah, it was, it was really good. Maybe I should give that one a go because I didn't really like I, I sort of did enjoy the Kenneth Branagh one a bit, but I was held back by that. Just like, eh, not the right guy. But yeah, maybe I should give that one a go. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's just silly. It's it's good. 
Yeah. Because I think there's been two more of the new ones. There's like Death on the Nile and then something in Venice, maybe? I can't remember what the latest one is. Um, Are they all Kenneth Branagh? Yeah. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh's a very good actor. He is, but he's not David Suchet. He is not David (laughs) Suchet, it's true. (laughs) Okay, Kenneth Branagh, Poirot movies ranked. Death on the Nile. Murder on the Orient Express. A Haunting in Venice. Haunting in Venice. Apparently, A Haunting in Venice is the best one, according to this random person I found on Google. Maybe I will give it a go. And I'll just, I'll go to the cinema and I'll just do a shot every time I think of David Suchet. And then by the end of the movie, I'll be having a wonderful time. (laughs) I see what you mean, though. Like, I, I expected him, Kenneth Branagh, to be made up a little bit more, but... It's just Kenneth Branagh with a big moustache. Yeah. A big, very fake moustache. <laughs> I think it's just like, I don't know, something about David Suchet, he just he just was Poirot. Sort yeah, of he was. To the point where I was like watching an interview with him last night in bed. I was just in bed like, I wonder what David Suchet sounds like when he's not being Poirot. And um, he's like terribly english he's a very Terri- like terribly well-spoken chap sort of thing Aww. but he's um oh he just seems so lovely the um the albert finney version he is really <laughs> i i, I want to say like he well i dread to think what his hair gel bill is <laughs> is what i'm trying to say here the amount of product on that man's hair Dear God, in that movie, and it's like you've got the mustache like that's oiled to a point. You could kill a man with that mustache. And then the hair is like, God damn. Oh, I see. (laughs) I'm just looking at a picture of him now. He's sort of got like a Gomez. Yeah, yeah. He's like very Gomez. And it is just slicked back. It it looks like it's wet. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I want to watch this now. Where can I watch this? Where can I watch this? Uh, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll let you know after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I'm curious to watch is... Um, oh, what's the other... Miss Marple. That was Agatha Christie as well, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just bashing out novels, wasn't she? She was. Not Agatha Christie, but I also want to watch Murder, She Wrote. I was just thinking that. It's a, was it Angela Lansbury? Angela Lansbury, yeah. What a legend. We love Angela Lansbury. See, there's a game that I think came out today or yesterday, very recently. Uh, and it's a game of Murder on the Orient Express. And I was thinking like, oh, I sort of want to play it. But I wonder how it works if you already know the ending sort of thing like yeah or is it made with that in mind like everyone probably knows this so let's just still make it good sort mm-hmm. of thing oh my god this this reminds me today my copy of brindlewood bay has been shipped which is brindlewood bay it's the ttrpg that i backed on kickstarter oh so long ago where you play as old ladies solving crime oh that one yeah i'm so excited we should play it i i I think we should get like me you ridian and maybe like niall z and we should do like a little stream of it or something i think that would be so much fun 
Ugh. Who would uh, who would run is it? Is it like yeah? I guess since I've bought the book, I would run it because I would feel bad being like Rithia. <laughs> <laughs> But also, I want to be an old lady solving crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, Ag- Agatha Christie. Why do I struggle to say Agatha? So much? Agatha, Agatha Christie. She wrote sixty-six detective novels and fourteen short stories. Blimey! Wow. I'm just I'm just looking at Brindlewood Bay. I'm going back to it again. But it has one, two, three, four, five, six mysteries in it, I think. And the first Ooh. one in the book is called, oh no, not the, not the first one. The second one is called The Great, the great Brindlewood, De- oh my God, I can't say words. The Great <laughs> Brindlewood Bay Bake Off. Say that five times fast. The Jolly Good Baking Show has come to Brindlewood Bay to find the town's best baker. And the murder mavens have made it to the final round of the competition. But chaos erupts when the baking show's popular judge, steely-eyed Paul Riviera, turns up dead in his trailer, his face covered with white powder and his hands tied behind his back with perfectly plaited nylon cord. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Excellent. I can't wait to play this. It's <laughs> going to be so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm up for that. I'm always up for cracking out the old lady voice. <laughs> <laughs> the mavens discover that the midwives of the fragrant void have a rival cult in Boston, the court of the occluded king, when a young actress is murdered during a performance of a strange play, The King in Shadows. The murder mavens. <laughs> But yeah, it's like Murder, She Wrote and Call of Cthulhu smashed into one. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Nice. 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 Oh my God, we've been talking for an hour. We have. I'm going to have to save my second dream for next time. Oh yeah, it's actually spoopy time coming up soon. We should think about doing a... Oh, I should have saved my creepy little nightmare dream for then. What a fool. Oh, you should have, yeah. You just have to go and have another one. I'll just go and eat lots of apple. <laughs> apple cheese. <laughs> apple cheese. Will vegan cheese give you nightmares? But there's, uh, I don't know. I get. I guess it's more to do with like your tummy processing a lot, isn't it? True. Then, speaking of which, oh my gosh, the other day, Alex woke up. Uh, no, he didn't. He woke he me did, up. He didn't wake up. He did. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> um, he woke me up because he just cried out in the middle of the night, like shouting, and he sounded terrified. He didn't wake up, and he has no recollection of what he was dreaming. Oh. But I bloody woke up. <laughs> terrified. Oh so I God. guess that's like revenge for the time I woke him up screaming because I thought Silas was in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, dear. Very strange. Very well, strange. Well, I guess, I mean, will it be, is is uh, Spoopy Weekend next weekend? Yeah, I suppose it will be. <gasps> Pretty spooky. Okay. I'll try and have some nightmares before then. Yeah. Well, we get so many people say like, oh, I can't come on the podcast. I only have nightmares. True. So we could get a guest. Time to get one of them to step up and share their darkest secrets with us. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Perfect. Well. Thank you for a lovely a lovely chat. Thank you for a lovely chat. Thank you everyone for listening. Yeah, and we will see you next time. 
Until next time, bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.